You're listening to the Build Shaves Podcast presented by Midco Sports Network. It's 2019, people. Watch more local sports. Midco Sports Network is the region's leader in that category with UND Hockey, Summit League, and NSIC Basketball, and Dakota's high school coverage on our airwaves around the clock for the biggest games featuring the teams you care about. Tune into Midco Sports Network. This is how we do sports, and this is the Build Shaves Podcast. Welcome to another edition of the Bill Chaves Podcast, episode 22, taping this on a Monday morning, January the 14th. Producer David Folsky, Athletics Director Bill Chaves. I'm Alex Seinert. Busy week, Bill. Coming off a, a busy, busy week and a good week for UND Athletics, rolling into the middle of January, conference play on the court and on the ice. I mean, this is... It's it's crazy, I'm sure, in your world, but it's so much fun, I think, from a fan's perspective to have so many home dates, so many big games, some big regional rivals coming back, and this this is what makes this so much fun. Yeah, a lot of moving parts. Wow, from the beginning of right from Wednesday on, it, it almost becomes a blur. You start you re, <laughs> yes. try to remember what game was when, and uh, and what's interesting is just given the fact that. Uh, you know, again, I know we've, we've kind of hit the scheduling piece a little bit uh, with odd number of teams. Mm-hmm. And it just then puts you kind of in a weird spot where the, the consistency per se isn't maybe where exactly you could be. Um, you talk about having blur, I think is a good way to say it. That's a great way. I know all of us in this room have kind of been experiencing all those home games in many ways the same way where you kind of go from one thing to the next and you're kind of turning the page on one and getting ready for the next one and the game against Omaha that the women's basketball team played last Wednesday feels like a lifetime ago it's just so funny how much has happened since then over the span of the last seven eight days or so it's it's incredible we packed a lot of stuff into this past week. Throw, we? throw a couple overtime games in, throw <laughs> indoor track, bring yeah. back the, the 1958, 59. T- right. I mean, it just, you know, you just, there's just a lot of things, as you yeah. said, jam packed. Well, let's start with that. So hockey again at home this weekend, the celebration, the 60th anniversary of the first national championship team in program history. So cool to see so many members of that 58, 59 team back in Grand Forks this weekend, hearing from them at the fan luncheon on Friday and then seeing them on the ice on Saturday. Some really special moments for our alumni base, for our current team as well, and for that group that really set the groundwork for what has made this program so successful. Yeah, this was a really awesome partnership between Jody's group and and, and our, our group. Who, who again make all this sort of happen, right? Everyone plays their roles, and uh, but but Joe uh, did an awesome job with Bob Peabody here locally, who sort of maybe took the reins uh, to be the liaison for that particular uh, um, team, and he's just got an awesome story as well, and oh. I know that was chronicled as well, and it's just 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 really really neat, and I, I think you know I, I I'm going to give credit to Joe on this one. He he had indicated you know it's kind of funny, not funny, what sports can do, right? And, and so many of these uh, gentlemen were successful in their lives. Mm-hmm. And, but they go back and they think of that time where they won, you, you know, that where they set, you know, kind of, uh, you know, had that moment together, or I should say moments probably, mm-hmm. but it, it just, it, it, it's one of their memories in that, that they'll never ever forget really uh, as they're kind of still here doing whatever they're doing. That was such a special time. And so to be able to honor them was just awesome. And the crowd was great yeah. too. I mean, mm-hmm. the crowd was just, our fan base was just, it was, it was, you know, again, it's kind of why we do what we do. I'm getting chills yeah. thinking about it. It was great. <laughs> yeah. We, I think um, 
I would agree. I think everybody that was in the house or that was watching on TV, like you did, you you felt the appreciation for a group of men that have been through a lot. I mean, these, these gentlemen are in their upper 70s, low 80s that have been, you know, around for a long time and have had great lives. And to get a chance to look back and for a, a group of people to be, you know, so appreciative and so welcoming and just to honor that group like that was was very cool. And you talk about, yeah, the stories. You mentioned Bob Peabody. Brad Schlossman had a great article about him and great his journey article. in the Grand Forks Herald this past week about going through polio as a young child and then it wasn't even going to, you know, play hockey. And then, oh, well, here, here's a $120 scholarship to come and be a goaltender on the team. And it leads him to a national title. And, and, um, some of the stories, by the way, about how sports was back then, the conditions that some of these guys played in, showering with the opposing team after the game, because that's what you did. I mean, like all the different random things, things have, things have evolved a little bit over the last 60 years, but, uh, but it was just so cool to have those guys reminisce about those times that were so important in their life. Yeah. And you know, I, it's tough when you do, um, when you do, uh, some sort of an honor, uh, honoring of, of a, a team like that, there's pressure on your current team you know what i mean they want to they want to impress them and they want to do put their best foot forward and oh that's right justin colorado college is trying to win the game too so you know it's so but uh it was just uh i thought it was just just the whole experience was so well done and you know hopefully that's a memory that we could uh provide them uh over the weekend that hopefully they'll they'll take back with them this week and, and just really kind of hopefully embrace it yeah the current und team took care of business on their end back-to-back overtime wins the first time since 1969 that UND had swept the series with overtime victories on both nights that's a crazy stat when you think about it two very similar games against Colorado College up to nothing in both gave up the lead in both but then got the uh, the, the job done in yep. overtime to send everybody home happy yeah I saw Alex tweet after the game and uh you know just a uh, kind of interesting yeah I mean I'm not sure in a sense, I, I would have thought it would have been that long for that to occur. Yeah, it just seems interesting. Think, yeah. I don't know, but but yeah, it just but both both games kind of took on an interesting feel in that sense. And so, uh, yeah, I give CC credit. They uh, they they were uh, you know, they found themselves down both both nights, but found a way to to grind through. So yeah, no good good wins for us. And uh, you know now it just it just kind of builds upon itself. Now we've got to go to Omaha, and uh, you know it doesn't matter who we're playing in the NCHC. I, we've just got to go take care of our business one one game, one shift at a time, yep. one period of, at a time, and that's just the way it goes. Yeah. The series against the Tigers was a great example of stars coming out to play. Jordan Kawaguchi with, yep. with a couple of big goals, the game-tying goal on Friday, the game-winner on Saturday. Nick Jones with two points in both games. But also, too, a bunch of new guys. Well, not, not new guys, but no, guys no, guys that hadn't been on the score sheet this season. That's Andrew right. Pesky getting his first point of the year. Dixon Bowen scoring shorthanded for the first time this season. Hayden Shaw getting his first goal of the year. Guys that hadn't been on the score sheet much contributing in big ways in a big game to pull this team to a six-point weekend. Totally agree. And, uh, you know, I thought Adam Shield played very well, and I know he was probably a little under the weather on Saturday. And so, uh, you know, uh, to Just be a able, little. Just to, a little under the weather. You know, I, I – I, <laughs> 
<laughs> in hockey parlance, I'm not even sure if that ca- category is a sick. I don't know. Oh, they're they're pretty, pretty tough guys. So at the end of the day, uh, but yeah, no, he he uh, he gutted it out. No played, question. Played fantastic. There was a moment in Saturday's game. So again, Shield had been up all night, throwing up, had been sick, got a flu bug or something like that. Played was okay on Friday, but was was in tough shape, and they were getting him fluids and just trying to get him through. And realistically, like he probably would not have played in that condition if Peter Tomey would have been healthy. But Peter gotten injured during the week. So, you know, Bob Anderson, who's, who's a great kid and has done a fantastic job for this program, that would have been a big stage for him to step in, essentially a walk-on goaltender in a big spot. Um, could have got the job done if he needed to, but it was it was such a gut-check performance, literally, for Shield. And there was a moment in, in Saturday's game, tail end of the second, there had been a penalty that was called, and some of the guys were sort of pushing and shoving kind of in the corner. And Shield is like kind of skated away and has his hands on his knees. And we had a close-up shot of his face right after that. And he just looked as pale as you could be and looked like he was about ready to lose whatever he'd been putting into his body during the day, which probably wasn't much. But to still gut it out, only to give up two goals that night, make 22 saves. You only give up two even-strength goals all weekend. It yeah. Just, I mean, fantastic stuff it is when crazy. you're not feeling your best. Yeah, you know, it, it, kind of the old uh, what Michael Jordan uh, scenario when he, mm-hmm. uh, you know, against, against the flu the, game. Yeah, the against the Jazz. Against, yeah, against the Jazz, game. right? Yeah. yeah. I think everyone just reacts differently, right? Yeah. And, uh, and but boy, he really focused and, and, and gave us a great performance. Yeah, two big wins for North Dakota now. That puts them just a point off home ice. They've moved up to fifth place yep. in the NCHC standings. Pairwise, of course, they didn't hurt themselves this weekend. Obviously, they didn't. The way things shake out, sometimes you can't control where you move. So they're currently at 23 right now but if you keep winning games keep getting the job done against good teams you're going to slide yourself up and be in great position again should they still be again long road to go 14 games left they need to win about eight of them to give themselves a shot for ncaa tournament contention minus a frozen face well, sure but in sure and given the fact that three of those five are sitting in the t- three of the top what four teams in the country yeah. are i you know that we've got on the on the schedule coming up so yeah i i it's just the one thing that um you know you just can can't do is look past you know a, a certain weekend to get to the, the one where maybe it's against a, a, a top five team that doesn't matter at this okay. point i mean we every game is critical and huge yeah well that is a scenario coming up this week omaha comes in off a sweep that they were on the wrong side of against denver but two very close games lost both by right. one yep and omaha traditionally has played well against north dakota yep. in the regular season at least they've split the season series the last couple of years und got the better of the mavs in the nchc quarterfinals last year but big weekends down in baxter arena uh, should be fun. Should be fun to see. Uh, games you can watch, by the way, on Midco Sports Network. Excited to bring those games back to you from Omaha coming up on Friday night and Saturday, both at 7 o'clock. Also this weekend and in the middle of the, well, let's 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 back up for a sec. Basketball coming up this weekend as well during the week on Midco and here in, in Grand Forks. Both the men and the women had two home games this weekend, starting against Omaha, then against Western Illinois. They split both, just like they kind of had done on the road. The men got the job done against Western. The women did not. The women beat Omaha. The men did not. You want to sweep, obviously, when you're at home. You want to take care of business. But, you know, both both teams are still playing well, still looking good in terms of the Summit League standings. Again, those the games against Omaha seemed like a long, long time ago. The men had kind of a heartbreaking defeat in that contest where they really dominated the game and just saw a shot go against them in the final seconds. Yeah, that was one of those um, games where you just had a feel that it was still going to come down to the final couple of minutes. And uh, I think we, we, we chatted afterwards and I think, you know, I almost kind of thought because Omaha 
ended up taking the lead, it actually was better in some ways because you just didn't want it to be done at the end. And that was the first time it happened. Yeah. But just, you know, just a couple of free throws at the end after I think we were at 90% heading into the last couple of free throws. And I hate to say that's kind of basketball, but, you know, yeah. it, that's you sort of when you don't make your, your – um, your free throws at, at some point in time, you, you open yourself up for a situation and, you know, give, give them credit. They ran a good play and kid knocked it down, knocked it down from three. Yeah. It was a big three point shot with seven seconds left that Omaha hits to go up by two. And then Connor Avance, a phenomenal job just to get a handle on an offensive opportunity on the glass at totally. the other end. Cortez seals, misses a three Avance is there, Did gets fouled job. on the putback with 0.6 left, makes the front end, but does not hit the second. And so uh, a wild 92, 91 game. Um, back on Thursday night, crazy, crazy game. You know, what? and again, as we're kind of, and certainly for me, uh, as I'm getting to really familiarize myself with the Summit League, kind of has a feel this year that home, road, I, I... you can win either you could you got to just bring bring your almost lunch pail and go because uh it, it just feels like we can get road wins we, we we can get nipped at home we just and again so I, I don't know haven't really got a great feel for the conference until you're through it one time but that's what it kind of feels like to me yeah i would say for the summit and this has been the case on the men's side now for the last couple of years Anybody can beat anybody on any given night in any location. And we saw that really to a T this past week. Purdue-Fort Wayne hadn't lost a single game in conference this season. They're playing South Dakota. And and all of us, even though it was in Vermilion, USD's really banged up. Some of their best kids are out. And South Dakota wins that game going away. And that was a really big surprise. And you wouldn't expect that. Same thing with... South Dakota State going to Purdue for when you kind of expected SDSU, who's the preseason yeah. pick with, you know, Mike Dom with all these accolades. Oh, they'll take care of it. And they got smoked. You just don't really know. Any given night, yeah. different matchups, teams can be hot. There's a lot of talent in this league. And that's why I thought North Dakota to bounce back against the Western Illinois team that we had seen yes. kind of have these highs and these lows this season. It's for them to take care of business. That was a big bounce back win for them over a team that has enough talent to beat anybody in the conference. Yeah, and Western had uh, shot the ball really well in the first half. And so, really well. Really well. And so, you know, to kind of grind through it almost in a weird way was the reverse of, of, of the Omaha game. So, yeah, I, I just think, you know, you just, it, the, what I'm seeing is we just have to figure out what's our apex, right? As, as a team, both sides, both ladies and men, and, uh, and then hopefully get down to Sioux Falls and, uh, and, uh, and play as well as you can play. Yeah, the UND men right now at 2-3 and three in conference, right in the middle of the pack. Again, a pretty crowded midsection right now in the Summit League men's side. The women are now at 3-2 and two after, again, a big win against Omaha without Lexi Claybo, without Melissa Daly back on Wednesday. That was neat to see, again, a lot of younger players. Yeah. Julia Fleece, a sophomore, stepping up with 14 points. People coming off the bench that you didn't expect. Melissa Leet with nine points in 20 minutes, along with six rebounds. Hadn't played much all season, and she comes up big in a big spot. I think a big confidence booster for that team on Wednesday to get the job done without two of their senior leaders. No doubt. And then uh, and then yesterday, unfortunately, uh, uh, took a step back. We, yeah. we get the two back, but, the, you know, the two yeah. uh, our, our two seniors back. But, unfortunately, um, you know, uh, give credit. I mean, uh, you know, it was a, it was a, it was a tough game, tough second half for sure. Uh, UND allows 60 points after halftime in that game. It was 32-32 at the break. Western just found a way. Now, Western Illinois on the women's side has traditionally been one of the top teams in the league, right, right behind South Dakota State and South Dakota in recent years. But they did win both the regular season and the Summer League Tournament Championship in 2017. 
They just they have a unique style, and it's it's not something that's nor yet you're going to see typically very often with a bunch of girls who are basically five ten, five nine or shorter. A lot of guards out there playing a one three one zone, getting to the rim, shooting a lot of threes on offense, and it you know North Dakota I think just for whatever reason had a tough time matching up. And you would think, well, we got we have size advantages, mm-hmm. we have we have girls that should be able to keep up, but time and time again they found a way to get to the rim, get fouled, get to the free throw line. And we just, you know, you and you just couldn't seem to slow that down. Even though Lexi Klebo went for 27 points, it was just kind of one of those games that they, the visitors got ahead of steam, and we just couldn't stop them. Yeah, I mean, give them credit the way they play. They're yeah. they're 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 a unique style, and uh, and and that's probably part of what I'm thinking through going through this whole Summit League and stylistically to kind of figure out how teams play, and mm-hmm. you know, and certainly that can get uh, when they get it going. It, it, they're kind of a tough outfit to, to stop, and we just struggled uh, to, to, to stop them yesterday. Now, having said that, my guess is we've probably learned a little bit about yeah. we've got to maybe change some things up the next time we see them, and uh, we'll, we'll figure that out, no yeah. doubt about it. You never want to say that a team was overconfident coming in, but I think it, because they, you know UND had not seen Western Illinois since 2015, obviously a completely different team on both sides since then. They had seen Western lose in Fargo on Friday to North Dakota State, a team that UND has really taken care of business against the last mm-hmm. couple of seasons and who had been struggling in the league. And Western only had one league win and I think was 5-12 and 12 coming into the game. And you kind of look and think, oh, yeah. we're getting Lexi back. We're getting Melissa Daly back. This team's not very good. We'll be able to take care of business. And, and any given night, again, in this crazy league, you just don't really know and you don't know who really is good early in this season anyway. And, I, you know, Western had a completely different performance than what they had on Friday in Fargo and uh, North Dakota. Yeah. just couldn't keep up. Yeah. If you, if you can that performance, my guess is they're going to win a few games in this league. I would say so. <laughs> I mean, they were picked to finish third for a reason. I mean, they've got, they've I mean, got good players. So, certainly. so, so they, they just got it going, you know, yeah. and uh, sometimes it's a scheduling thing. Sometimes you catch teams at a time where I, I won't say they're, they're more focused than they ever would be. And mm-hmm. maybe another team is, could be for whatever reason, less focused. Now yeah. you would think there would be equal focus all the time. That's just <laughs> human not, nature. That's says, just not, not reality. It's just mm-hmm. not reality. So, um, but yeah, no, I, they, they did a nice job and, you know, so that puts us in a, in a position to have to kind of regroup and you know we've got our work cut out for us for sure this week a difficult stretch coming up for both the men and the women rivalry week on the way the men taking on south dakota state at home on wednesday the women get the jacks on friday and then off to fargo saturday for the men sunday for the women against as as travis brewster always says the, the team from down south so fun, and then and then south dakota coming to town the following week so all the dakota schools squaring off over these next 12 days or so and these are going to be key games really for for every team up and down i-29 a really really big stretch should be fun yeah i I agree with you yeah i mean you know and that's kind of why you know getting back into this league is is kind of why we're here right i mean it's just uh it's going to be a lot of fun and yeah our teams you know they, they they um they've got a lot of things that uh um you know that that still I think they can get better at, so to speak, and I still think you know our our ceiling we're we're not we're not close to the ceiling yet, and that's exciting as we're moving forward. I would agree. I mean, you saw the flashes I think this weekend really from from both sets of teams, the women and the men. The potential is certainly there, and we've seen some of that realized over the last couple of weeks. The women have three conference wins and are yeah. right near five hundred. The men are kind of in the same boat with two two wins in the league. It's just going to be the matter of, yeah, going through that journey, that process, and seeing those kids continue to grow and figure things out as a team. Uh, it's, it's a, again, both teams are fun to watch. So get out Wednesday, Friday, 
and then next week against South Dakota. Good stuff coming up here in Grand Forks. I do want to ask you about the schedule because when you look and see, you know, two trips to Fargo and back-to-back days and, and, you know, the men playing on a Wednesday and a Saturday and the women playing on a, on a Friday and a Sunday and, a, and all, uh, just, you know, kind of give us a little update on some of your thoughts about scheduling and how this all shakes out. Yeah, I was talking to a couple of my counterparts in the big sky last week and just uh, just on a couple different items, so to speak, nationally. And um, I, I think they are now encountering the same thing because there's an odd number of teams mm-hmm. in the big sky. So as much as we have probably said the whole Thursday, Saturday mirroring schedule, which for consistency's sake was awesome, that has now changed up yeah. even there a little bit. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, and how should I say, they're disappointed as well yeah. because I, I don't think there's anybody, start with the Summit League office to any all of our student athletes, coaches, or administrators and fans, obviously, that would love a little bit more consistency. And I think I... You know, I and you you could correct me if I'm wrong. I think it was less blurry when it was Thursday, Saturday. It's it's it's, <laughs> yeah, it's, I would, it's I would agree. It's, it's, it's when you have to kind of think through all seven days of the week that you potentially could be having a game makes it a little bit more difficult. And I, I guess I want to make sure people know it's it's not lost on us, and, and mainly it's not lost on us because if we could get maybe more certainty on certain days, it would help for our student athletes because for them, I feel for their schedule, right? I mean, they're just, you know, even though you get a day off a week, it, when you have more of a Thursday, Saturday schedule, it's it's safer to say you're probably going to have that Sunday off in some way, shape, or form. But now when you're playing potentially on a Wednesday or you're playing on a Saturday or who knows how it plays itself out just makes it a little bit more difficult. Yeah, it's uh, like I said, keep your calendar handy. Be sure to grab, keep your UND app up. Yes. Yeah, like all those things, like it's it's just going to be one of those seasons and possibly next year too. And maybe, you know, depending on whatever, th- there will be some games on Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Sunday, Saturday. You know, yeah. There's, there's going to just be kind of that mismatch. Of and, and I'm not, not making breaking news here, but I, I think I think it would make sense that even would make sense at some stage of the game. Yeah. I mean, I think 10 is, is probably logical. Number would be great. It's a good number. And so uh, I think, you know, I think as we're kind of moving through conversations, especially at the Summit League offices, you know, there's no doubt. I, I, I'm i not even so much into the camp of who it could or should be. Mm-hmm. I'm into more of the camp. I love 10. Yeah. So I'm just a 10 fan <laughs> at this point in time. Anyone can be the 10th. Yep. I'm just as a 10 fan. As long as we get, there you go. Harry Kane, number 10. Get to that number. He was 18 it's a, it's when he started. Number. You know that? That's true. Yeah, he was. I'm just saying. And we we go to the B-side in a second, and we'll <laughs> have trouble. But we're not, we're okay. not going to be going to 18 uh, in the summit anytime soon. No, I don't but think so. We'll, no. stick to, we'll stick to 10. Gotcha. Um, <laughs> let's let's continue on. So, yeah, basketball in the midst of a, this um, finishing up three-game homestands kind of in this in this situation where they'll go on the road then be back home track and field had a chance to be home this past weekend as well a duel with south dakota state just fun to see the kids in action over at the hpc getting to get a little bit of the rust off get the indoor season rolling then they head back down to sdsu this week so the kind of if you will sort of a home and home type thing but but yeah it gives uh and i was fortunate enough uh at, at the uh, last summit league meetings, I kind of popped up there and, and saw some of their facilities and very similar to, uh, yeah. to our HPC. Very, very nice. And, uh, uh, so it'll be good to see them back in action, uh, again, uh, on Saturday, not, not obviously here, but, but on the road. Yeah. Um, one other note for 
the Olympic sports out there. The Ray Richards Golf Course has yep. kind of that's kind of been in the news a little bit lately. Do you want to address kind of what's going on from a university perspective with yeah. that property? You know, not much more than what was in the paper, really. I mean, you know, I I think. Uh, you know, I think the one thing that that is accurate is, you know, I think there's a thought process that maybe there's a way to connect that course with the academic mission more so than maybe it has ever been sure. before. And so, you know, I think that's what's in play to some degree. So as we're kind of moving forward, um, as I got dropped in here, like in March, you know, that, that has been something that's been sort of ongoing since 2016. So something that we just got to kind of move forward on. And I think for the most part, you know, um, you know, I, the, the story was kind of the story, if you will. And we're just trying to figure out how to get that up and running uh, institutionally. Not that I have been necessarily uh, in the front seat or in the steering wheel from a facility standpoint. Uh, but I think there's other thoughts and other use, uh, um, other usage thoughts for that particular uh, uh, venue. So, so, so more to come on that. Yeah, people will be able to stay, stay in touch. Stay in touch on that one. That's something, yeah. something to come as, as the months kind of go by. Yeah. Yeah, but yeah. potentially this spring though we're talking maybe that being maybe. I think I think they're talking maybe more in, in the fall. Gotcha. Yeah, so I, I think the thought is obviously you've got to get through the the winter season, mm -hmm. assess what's what's transpiring, so that maybe there's a there's a possibility of some sort of uh, something occurring in the fall, or at least that's that's at least I believe what the schedule and the thought is. Okay, good to know. Good to know. Stay tuned on those things. Um, anything else on your minds in terms of you and the athletics bill that you want to touch on? No, I think uh, all these open-ended questions. You know, yeah, yeah no, I, I think we're good. Would love to have you uh, here uh, uh, on Wednesday and Friday. Obviously, uh, um, the Jacks on both sides, so uh, you know there'll be big, big games, and yeah. so uh, you know, our teams will be ready for it, no doubt about it. So I'd uh, love to have you come out, and I can tell you this from a pod standpoint, we're going to do it. I think on Tuesdays, the next uh, the next two Tuesdays in January, so it'll be Tuesday for Wednesday. Um, MLK Day on Monday, mm -hmm. a few things going on there, and then uh, kind of go from there. Yeah, plan accordingly, podcast listeners out there. Wednesday release is coming up the next two weeks. So let's flip over to the B side. Last week, we kind of previewed the NFL playoffs briefly after we kind of put the Steelers season to bed. Um, you were kind of in on the upsets a little bit last week, I if was. I remember. I, and it, it didn't work it out. It didn't work out that at way. At all. <laughs> You know, it's you know, you play the the one thing you do, and and I, I hope the NFL never changes their playoff format. I, I hope not because mm -hmm. it, it is such a every season and every every sport is tough seasons but it is really a hard physical game and and you really get an amazing advantage by in a sense getting a home game mm -hmm. and then you're going to the afc or nfc championship game if you can win that game and you deserve it yeah. you deserve it. now the only thing i would say i question is depending on how your divisions are from a strength standpoint that would be the one area that's the yeah. one thing that's hard because again, I those three teams are chasing the Patriots, and and they've hit reset all the uh, so many times trying <laughs> to catch them. That the, the sad part of it is, I, they just continue to hit reset, and they're continuing. And they're continuing, but all those all those two, teams, two of the, two three, of the teams, three are hiring new coaches, and one's yep. hiring the one from the other team. <laughs> <laughs> Which just I mean, delights just, me to no end. Before, right? This they have. This is not anything new. The, yeah, the, the Jets hiring Adam Gase from the Dolphins. It didn't work out in Miami, but maybe, maybe he'll be better up here. It's great. And then I the love Jets it. losing their coach to the Bills at one point. <laughs> so it's it. just, it, I, you know, that probably has been, that yeah. should be a 30 for 30. <laughs> that should be, like, really, you should go in depth on how, yeah. how those three yeah. teams yeah. have helped 
a dynasty. It, essentially, yes. It, because it's all Belichick, Brady, Belichick, Brady, Belichick, Brady. I like the fact that these other three teams have contributed <laughs> as much, if not more. They've made a difference, certainly. We wouldn't have this run of 20 years if it wouldn't be for the fact. I mean, at least partially. Not not this consistent run where they've all... It's eight straight AFC championship games, which is unbelievable. They've hosted... I think they said... Um, I'm trying to remember now the exact numbers, but it, it, I think of the... They had the, to go to this, Denver, I think. They had, yeah, they, there have been, been a couple of times where they've yep. not been the one seed, but they've almost always gotten the bye. And I think in the 18 years in the Brady era, I want to say 13 of those years they've gotten the bye. I mean, that's unbelievable. And so many have been, you know, in this, in this current consecutive run. And a big reason for that... Now, again, bear in mind that when you win your division, you have to play a first-place schedule. So they are playing the first-place teams from the other seven divisions. So it's not as if you have a cakewalk, but you also get six games against teams that are every year consistently pretty terrible. Yeah. And, that, and you go five and one every year against those teams, and that looks pretty good. It, it, it's been amazing. I, I mean, in a, the, the run's been amazing. Start there. But the inability for at least one of those three... <laughs> To be really good, because if you think about it, you could easily easily say, "Hey, the Steelers haven't had it easy." Well, the Ravens have been really good, and so so you've had two basically playoff teams, and then the Bengals have had a roster that's always been good, and they've spotty been every in the playoffs every playoffs, once in a yeah. while, and now the Browns you have seem had like the Browns. Have had the Browns. Have, had the, have Browns. had the Browns. And now they seem to be going in, at least into the Bengal mode yep. mm-hmm. where they are going to be a, a quasi-playoff team because of their roster. Yeah. yeah. You, you just don't you, – you could lose to them. Yeah. Um, not to be a Patriot apologist, but there have been times – I mean, you know, Bills made the playoffs last year. The Jets had a run where they were they were good. They were kind of a consistent playoff team for a little while. But you're right. Amazingly, I mean, the Dolphins have not been good. Uh, it's, it's been it's been a long run. Yeah, it's been yeah. a long time. I think they made. I mean, they they had that little stretch where they made the playoffs, but as you know, but we're out right away. I mean, not a consistent contender. Kind of a the rest of the league is terrible, and we just sneak in as a six seed. Yeah, I think they so, played. I, I think the last time they were in, they actually played the Steelers, and they, they had lost maybe Tannehill at that point in time. I think so. Oh, that, and, yeah, and two so, years ago. Yeah, Matt, Matt, the Matt Moore, Moore game when he got concussed and kept playing, and it, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, but but all that to be said, it should be interesting though. The Patriots having to go to Kansas City. Yep. Kansas City, just an uh, you know awesome awesome fan base, and amazingly. First win since '95, I think, yeah. in Arrowhead. Isn't that wild? It's yeah. pretty in cool. Playoffs, yeah. And so that will be an amazing. What, what time is that? Are they the second? That is game? the late game. So that's I'm, the late game. I am I'm thankful because we have we have a Sunday UND women's basketball game at North Dakota State, and I believe that game is at one o'clock, two o'clock, something like that. It's an early afternoon basketball game. Yes. And the Pats game doesn't start till five thirty, so I'll be able to get back in time. I'm very very pleased with the scheduling gods just gave us a little love. That's good. One o'clock. One o'clock on Sunday. So the early game will be equally as good. The Saints and Rams. These are, again, these are two of the better games that we saw during the regular season. Saints-Rams was a nail-biter that the Saints got the job done at. And then KC lost at New England yeah. in a shootout. Shootout. So, you know, from an NFL standpoint, oh, this is, even though even it's, though it's, it's fun when the underdogs game. lose, it's great when the four best teams really are still alive. And it feels like we've got the four best teams here. Feels like Breeze and Brady now. Now that's what it feels like. I'm going to write that one down. Too. That's what it feels like. I hope, I hope you're right. It feels that way. You know, it just, I, the, the Saints have not played, uh, so either they've been figured out a little bit or something's happening there, but they just got off to such a great, um, such a great start. And I, you know, even the Steelers played them pretty well, probably should have, could have had them down in New Orleans. And, but the Rams are a little bit beat up. It's going to be tough for them to go into New Orleans. It's going to be, 
one of those weekends that I just I just don't know if anybody's going to be able to predict what's going to happen. I just no. any given week no. it just sort of feels no. like the narrative changes. The Pats looked obviously fantastic against the Chargers. It was thirty-five to seven, and it could have been more in the first half. And it was there was a great there was a great stat that the Patriots had twenty-one first downs and the and the Chargers had run twenty offensive plays in the first half. I mean that's unbelievable against an offense that's very very good, but. Will that success continue again? And admittedly, the Kansas City defense is not great, but they held Andrew Luck and the Colts to 13 points, and a lot of that was garbage time type yep. stuff at this point. Um, that'll be a great matchup. Yep. And Patrick Keep Mahomes, there's a little tint of destiny with Patrick Mahomes this season in that Chiefs team. It just feels like everything's going right. Andy Reid, though, I do not necessarily trust in a playoff situation. So we will see what gives there. And then same thing, the Rams looked... The Rams rushed for like 400 yards against the Cowboy defense. That was apparently the best rush defense in the league last week. It's crazy. The Saints are going to have to deal with that. So it'll it'll it, be fun. I think two two really good games. Two really good two games. Two really good games. Yep. I, I would assume that. Um, yeah. I, I, hey, if I'm the NFL, I'm excited. I mean, that, those yeah, are those are some great storylines. Yeah. Either way, no matter what, they 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 won't lose. It's going to be a good Super Bowl this year. And th- those those four have been, you know, obviously the the most consistent all year long. I mean, good, bad, or indifferent. There's other teams that have played okay in stretches, but not as not as well as those those teams. Yeah. Well, look out for that. So Rams, Saints in the early game. Tape that one. Go to Fargo and watch the Bison, you know, play North Dakota, and then you know, and watch that later. Yes. And, and then Pats. That's how that goes. Take it on KC. Yep. Mm. Mm. Yep. Can they make three Super Bowls in a row? I mean, gosh, that would just be something I else. I, I've lost track. That's like blurry. <laughs> You're talking this would blurry? Be the ninth. If they win, it'd be the ninth Super Bowl in the Belichick-Brady era. So you, you want to know where I am? They went five and three you, in their first Do you want to know eight. where I am in life a little bit? This is where I'm at. The only thing I really cared about watching yesterday was at 1030 in the morning. Mm. <laughs> and then I had to go. Then I yeah. then I came in, did some stuff here, went to our ladies' game, and then popped back home. Uh, oh, actually, don't Liz and I went and got some. We had to go shopping, so we mm-hmm. did that, and uh, and just came home and games were over. Yeah, I it just I, NFL's done for me. Yeah, I'm done. Mm-hmm. So I, there you go. I will say I'm kind of. I, I didn't watch a minute live of NFL action this weekend, partly because we had so much going on, yeah. but. Um, Sunday after the ladies game finished up. Yeah, it was fun just to hang out with my wife and, and my 15-month-old baby went out to dinner. Like just, you know, it was just nice to just focus on family for a little bit after not seeing them very much. And then, you know, I taped the Pats game and yep. miraculously had not found out the final result. So it was kind of fun to watch it in real, in, you know, fake real time at like 7.30 that night. I think there's some Patriot fatigue. Oh, I'm sure. Oh, I have no doubt there is. I, that you don't, I you don't even, you don't even the, find David, out because no one's watching. Nodding vigorously to no, our one's right. wa- no one's watching. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> there you go. Oh man, the the ten thirty by the way that you were talking about on Sunday morning did not go your way. Spurs taking on Manchester United. It, I mean, an exciting game, a ton of chances for Tottenham, but they just um, couldn't get it done. David De Gea with like, as you mentioned, what, a million saves was the quote I yeah, believe from. He Bill. did. He had a, a million, million saves he for did. the United. Could have won ten to one. Yeah, actually, United could have scored a few more times. Mm. It was pretty, pretty fun match. Yeah, for one nil, mm-hmm. it was fun. But uh, yeah, I mean, I, not surprising. I, I like I said, I the, t- the two top teams have we've been saying it all along are going to fight is City and Liverpool. And honestly, if I'm a Tottenham fan, I'm just looking for a top four finish. And and 
they're in the mix of all these other tournaments. Yeah. Got a nice one and win over the over Chelsea in the Carabao Cup. Yeah. The second leg is coming up, so yeah. a chance to make the final and lift the trophy. That's exciting. Still in the Champions League, which kicks off again in Still February. In the FA Cup. Still in the FA Cup. So you've got you've got some good distractions at this point in the year, even if the league season maybe, you know, you're nine points back of Liverpool. You know, maybe that's a little bit. That's probably a little too far away. Too far. Too, bridge too far, probably at this point. But but I think third and fourth is is very fair. Yes, and and you've got a seven point gap over Arsenal and United for the for the top. So four that's spot. pretty good. So you're you're in really good shape to make Champions League for next season. Yep. It's shaping up to be another successful year, even if maybe you don't win the big trophy at least from a league win, perspective. Win a trophy. You could certainly win a. You've got three more shots win to win a, a trophy. trophy. Win a trophy and open up your stadium. <laughs> We talk about this every week, but that's the truth. I'm excited to see whenever that happens. We're gonna Bill's gonna have a bottle of champagne in here. I'm telling you, I I feel like I need to go to the opener. (laughs) (laughs) So be good. Oh man, Uh, well that'll be fun. So, um, yeah, yeah. Gosh, that's it. I think that's about it. it. I know it's a blur. Liverpool got your deal, and uh, they got a win, and uh, should uh, it's going to be those two as as you go forward. Feels feels that way. City plays later today. Obviously, when you're listening to this, you'll know if it is going to be. Uh, a four-point gap between Liverpool and City at the top, or still a seven-point or a six-point, I guess, if they draw. Um, That's right. So we will see. They play Wolves. Those pesky Wolves. Wolves are pretty good. Not too bad. So we'll see. Yeah, we'll, we'll, see. see. Um, well, good. Well, unless there's anything else that we'd like to chat about on a Monday morning, I think we will probably put this pod to bed and move on to <laughs> preparing for another busy week. Well, I think one of the one of the big dominoes in uh, baseball free agency might be falling. Manny there. Machado getting Maybe. an eight-year offer from the White Sox. Wow. Okay. We'll see if he wants to go there. See if he wants to go. Yeah. I, I'm not sure. I'll take Devers. Yeah, yeah, I'm okay with that too. We were gonna at, at some point we're gonna go over all the hot stove moves and kind of talk about wh- where you where you think the Sox made good investments and maybe some of the guys who have left. We'll we'll talk about but those things. But what we'll on say is pod. lots lots still to be uh, yes. lots still out there. Yeah, I, I, the, the market has moved very slow. So I, I think there's I think there's still some some things to be had at this stage of the it, game. It Those dominoes like, yeah. need to fall too. They, those two true. big ones. Yeah, for sure. They're saying sure. Harper, maybe Philly, right? That it seems to be maybe that's where he's trending, saying hmm. the NL East. But you never again, you never know. Somebody else, the Yankees, could swoop in and make a massive offer. That would sort of be the only other team I could see him going to, other than sticking with the Phillies in the NL. And the Yanks got the second baseman from Colorado, huh? Uh, they yeah they signed uh, they signed uh, well they signed two Lewitsky to just a very two minimal deal and, and then, then the kid that I'm um I, uh, he was an all star about a year ago won the batting title I believe La, La oh. oh okay yeah I mean they signed him last week oh, okay two year deal. How about that? How about that? But we'll go over yeah. more. We'll we'll discuss in detail. Give me, <laughs> I'll prep a little bit, and then we'll go through some of those here in future podcasts to come. When those dominoes do start to fall, I want to hear Bill Chaves's report card for how the end of the offseason. Sounds started. like a so, plan. Good. Until Have then, a great week. David Folsky, Bill Chaves, Alex Heiner, thanks for listening. We'll chat again in seven or eight days' time. Mm-hmm.